Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. <laughs> Hi. Hi, GR Dad. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Interesting timing there, phrasing. I mean, honestly, it's mostly because I forgot what I was supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, shooting this project this week where I read off a teleprompter. Oh. So I've just all like for half a day been reading off a teleprompter like staring into a camera and now my brain doesn't work when i don't have everything i'm supposed to say like scrolling up in front of we me we have literally thousands of people who could write down exactly what you're supposed to have said just then. <laughs> well i mean to my credit <laughs> earlier today we recorded the runs with dogs podcast oh i'm not i'm not this is not a bad thing i'm just saying people would like to help it's true help i just don't always call myself gr mom this is the only one where i say that the other oh. podcast the murder podcast the runs with dog podcast i just say i am jen joined as always by dear dad oh gr mom i'm typical passenger fashion i have no idea about these things like this is the passenger who rides the same route 15 times <laughs> and then is like asked to drive it and then goes i don't know i was just driving as a passenger so I have an auditory introduction for us. You ready? Yeah. Oh. He dancing to your dad. Yeah, apologizing in advance, guys. shark. <laughs> <laughs> Hopper shark doo 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 hopper shark doo 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 hopper shark doo 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 hopper shark. We did not rehearse this. Uh, obviously, no, it's very funny. So uh, yeah, the Nats are in the World Series. I, of course, am a Cubs fan, so I'm just lightly excited for the Nats I'm, to be I'm in the World Series. Not really. A, I mean, I'm a historical Indians fan, which is doomed to fail. Like in theory. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. But the like unofficial theme song of the Nets is Baby Shark, which is super fun because you get to do the little Baby Shark dance every time. It's also very not testosterone laden, which is nice. It's really nice. Very supportive. So there's a lot of... Jared had actually never seen like the actual baby shark video until this week he's he'd heard it like at the nats games and i'm like have you ever seen the actual video and he's like no and i was like i'm sorry in advance (laughs) this mind corroding in the barney the dinosaur way it is just terror it's one step worse because it's kind of fake it's just it's really bad it's terrible <laughs> and i was like can you imagine having a toddler who just wants this over and over and for that's, like that's hours. how it's designed designed it is catchy even for adults i mean it must be just pure heroin for kids yeah so yeah. anyway crack cocaine so by the time you listen to this the nats might be out of it but they made the world series which is awesome i'm gonna release this podcast tonight so they're gonna still nope. be in it no matter <sighs> what whoa there's going to be more baby shark coming. I can't even I know, right? comprehend. <laughs> so, uh, the... Oh, because it has to be before Halloween, or ideally it's before Halloween. Because it's spooky. Yes, yes. The podcast is before Halloween. Yes, yes, yes. yes so it's yes, coming yes. out Wednesday, Wednesday. Okay, well. Pre-Halloween. I think the Nets may or may not have been eliminated by Wednesday night. <laughs> well, they have to play. That's true, Wednesday night. But I'm going to release it Wednesday morning, so. Okay. Get your baby sharks in while you can. It's a Schrodinger's cat box of <laughs> nationals. Shark. Season. <laughs> <Times>. <laughs> so 
The cocktail of the week is the Halloween cocktail, which is an actual cocktail on the internet. (laughs) I didn't just make that name up. Somebody else named it that. It's one ounce each of light rum, dark rum, and 151 rum. Though we surprisingly, we don't have any 151. Three ounces of rum in here? Yeah, so I did an ounce and a half of light and dark. I'm drinking it like it's candy well we split one Mm. so it's not that bad all right so one ounce each of light dark and 151 rum um or you can do what i did and just do an ounce and a half each of light and dark three ounces of orange juice an ounce and a half of lemonade i did three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice and three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup because i I didn't say lemonade lemonade. is what the fizzy stuff like orangina no just like lemon sugar water is lemonade not in America, Carbonated. it's not fizzy. Yeah, huh. um, you could you could certainly use like lemon orangina, but I just did lemon juice and simple syrup. And what else is in there? Oh, uh, an ounce and a half of quant no, an ounce of Cointreau, which you use in a margarita. So you should have some around. It looks shake it up. Pinkish orange. It's orange for sure. Orange. Yeah, pinkish orange. Pink. Orange. Like a or pumpkin, like orange. a super healthy pumpkin. Oh, and a quarter ounce of grenadine. That's what makes it. Makes it a little orangier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good, though. It's citrusy. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, not super sweet. No, it's very good. Very citrusy, which is nice. Yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah, it's, I did dangerously so, yes. So let me try that recipe again. One ounce each of light, dark, and 151 rum, three ounces of orange juice, an ounce and a half of lemonade, and a quarter ounce of grenadine. If you don't have lemonade... Just split that three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice, three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup. That is the Halloween cocktail. I'd totally be making it with Sprite instead of lemon. <laughs> You'd be like, it's kind of the same juice, thing. Sprite, just dump a bunch of rum, and it's fine. Three this ounces of I'm... rum, three ounces of orange juice, <laughs> couple of ounces of Sprite, put a cherry on it. It'd be awesome. I, I think that would be fine, actually. Uh, I'm moving further and further away, though, every iteration. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. I make the cocktails, and you just drink the cocktails. I enjoy the cocktails, yes, yes. Yep. So, thank you, uh, thank you, thank you. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's going to be... Sp- is it going to be spooky? It's going to be spooky. I've got all kinds of special things. Actually, one big special thing planned. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so before we get into the spooky Halloween content, we have to talk about queso. Yeah. All right, so this weekend, Jared Dad went to Vancouver, and he left on Friday. And then, of course, Friday night, queso, I get home from work. And These are not causally related. I just want to no, emphasize. I was just all by myself. Like, Jared Dad has been around all of October because he's been you know, taking a month off jobless. between his two jobs. Not jobless. Like you've had a job. You just haven't started it yet. <laughs> it's great, actually, having Jared Dad here all the time. Yeah. He like, yeah. this week I've been filming a project, so I've had to leave the house at 7 a.m. And he's like, feeds the dogs. And I was like, he got home last night and I was like, Ingo, I'm so sorry. The house is just a disaster. I'm so behind. And I came home today from filming and like everything was vacuumed and clean and beautiful. Like... I get why people like this setup. It's really nice, like, having somebody at home, like, take care of everything. And I don't hate it. I mean, it's like, I tell myself I need the, you know, need to have professional interaction to feel like I'm doing a good job, all the the things that one says, but I don't know. It's pretty easy to just hang out and keep the house clean. I am strongly in favor of you just hanging out and keeping the house clean. Keep the dogs alive. It's so... So nice. Like, I've never had this where I've had, like, a responsible partner at home, like, taking care of stuff. Yeah, because Hops doesn't do 
diddly. <laughs> no, uh, it's really nice. So if you get tired of that new job in a month, just quit that new job and stay home and take care of things. <laughs> You're the, that's the devil on my shoulder. The angel's like, you can do both, Ingo. You can have a, you can have work and still do laundry. I support whatever you want to do, and if that is stay home, I think that's freaking great because, man, is my life easier there with have, you being home. Have been suggestions on the Twitter that I should just take care of the dogs. Just know that I'm thoroughly in support of that yeah, option. It's, it's. Uh, I want you to be happy, and if that makes you happy, it makes me happy too. I know it's very tempting. So, uh, so yeah, anyway, Dad went to visit his daughter in Vancouver on Friday. I get home Friday night and I let Queso out and she's just like stumbling around. She fell in the backyard. Just, there was clearly something wrong. And it was late enough that the vet had closed. So I called my vet. I have his cell phone number. I'm very reticent to use it. And I had messaged him on Facebook when Riley you know, just before we took Riley up to have him put down and was like, you know, I think it's time. And he just wasn't near his phone. He, If I had called him, he would have got his phone, driven into the office and met us I there. think he called you later and was like, I'm a little pissed that you yeah, didn't get Yeah, he me. did. He called me that night and he's like, why didn't you call me? And I was like, look, I didn't feel like it was in, it was that big a deal that you do it where I had to call you like we could take him to this other place because we knew people there. Um, but yeah, he had made a big point last weekend like you should have called me you have my phone number he for cares about the dogs he, he really cl- does clearly cares about you and the dogs he's and he's just also. fantastic and yep. um he's older like he's not old old but he's like <laughs> vaguely near retirement careful age. Golbeck. <laughs> no, no no i'm just saying like he's thinking generally about retirement at yes, this point it's a natural like he's about time. at that point mm-hmm. uh he's not like 30 and like i'm just gonna retire mm-hmm. Um, and he works really hard and at some point I was in there and, you know, we always just end up chatting when I'm there and I'm like, you should go into like capitalist vet practice, which is not the same thing. Like I have a capitalist doctor, right? I pay, I call her my capitalist doctor. Not not a technical term. (laughs) No. So I pay... Uh, a decent amount of money every year for it's VIP like a health club service. or a country club. <laughs> it kind of is. So they take my insurance, but I also pay this fee every year. And it just means that she has a smaller practice. I can call her on the phone, like my doctor, call her on the phone, ask her questions. If I need to go in, there's never anybody else in the waiting room. It's just me and they'll see me the same day. Uh, I can be like, hey, I did this this year. I was like, when I had the pneumonia, I was like, you know, I used to have a prescription for an inhaler that really helped me, but I've run out. Could you just call one in? And they're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. They they never treat you like an idiot. She never rolls her eyes when you tell her something. She spends a ton of time with me. That is all like gold. It's like how healthcare is supposed to be. You're you're treated like a grown up, and she, she, treats you like you know what's going on with you and she never belittles you and she's never in a rush to write the next script and run out or any like i mean that's nice no she like chats with me when i'm in there like she really will spend time and like ask me questions it's great so it's like it's not even two thousand dollars a year which like i've been broke most of my life so i know that's a lot of money but now it's like i have that money and i'm very paranoid about my health care and so i can have that and have access to this doctor. I don't even call her that much. Like I don't, it's been six months since I talked to her. 
But, but you like, know, if you needed something, she'd be reasonable about it. If That's I'm like, all you need is freaking reasonable. So if I'm like, I don't feel good. And they're like, well, can you come in in an hour? Is that too long? Because we could probably fix, fix <laughs> yeah. it out in half an hour. Yeah. It's so great. But they'll take you seriously. They, they won't yeah. be like, well, how about in 16 days we have a yeah. slight opening at 745 in the morning. But if you're there at 746, we'll charge you. Like, dear dad... He'll make an appointment with it. He doesn't have the capitalist doctor yet. So he'll make an appointment. And then it's like, oh, he has a meeting he has to be at at the time he made the doctor's appointment. So he calls to reschedule. And it's literally six months later. It was six months later. Now, it was a physical, right? But it's turned from an annual physical into like a year and a half or two year yeah. physical. Because I because they're just, you know, oh, next one's in. You can't make the October one. Next one's in June. June. Yeah. She has it June, really is June 17th at 9 a.m. I'm like, well, I guess that's fine. <laughs> Hope I don't develop anything in the meantime. Yeah. So uh, so I was telling... And Dr. I like my doctor, right? This isn't like yeah. terrible. It's no, it's not that she's bad, right? System is bleh. It's just like this extra money I pay, which now, like given our circumstances, is totally affordable. Yeah gets us like this kind of access which feels really luxurious but is actually probably what it was like in the 60s to have a doctor where uh, there were there was such a thing as home visits or what are they called house calls house calls house yeah. calls right which she probably would do if i asked her to she's yeah. been great i mean through all the weird stuff i've had go on she's really awesome Anyway, um, Dr. Bob does not do that as far well, as Well, i told we know him i'm like pets? like is there a thing for vets where you just kind of you know, I pay a fee every year and a you kind of or something. do yeah. kind of boutique vet care for a set number of patients. So you're not working 40 hours a week. Yeah. But if I'm like, hey, Dr. Bob, something's going on. It's like, sure, come in or sure, I'll come over. And he's like, oh, that's totally a thing. And he's like, I would do that just for patients like you. Like, it'd be great to just pick the patients I really like working with who really care about their dogs and have that. Um, so he's really wonderful. So when Queso was like this, she, you know, she went outside falling over in the yard you know really there was something Just clearly stumbling wrong. i mean it was like a human being drunk yeah yeah i mean like i fell down on the ground but what just like a person who's really drunk yeah so i called him on a cell phone and uh i missed him but he called me back like five minutes later and he's like so what's up he was like in the car with his wife yeah he's like and i'm like look she's falling down she's kind of throwing her legs around and he's like is her head tilting? And I'm like, no. And he's like, look at her eyes and tell me what they're doing. And I'm like, well, they're kind of flicking side to side. And he's asking me these questions. I'm like, yeah, that's happening. That's happening. He's like, oh, it's pretty probably this thing. I would take her up to this vet. You don't have to bother going to this other vet that's farther away. This one that's closer to you is the, <laughs> like, per they'll do a perfectly fine job with this. Here's what they're going to give her. Here's how you treat it. He's like dad in a good way. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's Dad like, who, like, knows stuff. I don't mean it in a bad way, but he, <laughs> he's willing to sort of give suggestions and, and, and help you. Yeah. Uh, so I took her up to the emergency vet Friday night, the close one that he suggested, which is not the one that we took Riley to that has the specialist, but they were really nice, and they're, you know, half as far. Mm -hmm. And they said exactly the same thing that he said it was, that it's vestibular disease, which is basically like a kind of balance vertigo kind of condition, sort of like they're seasick. Um, when they get it, if you look at their eyes, they're flicking like flick, flick, like flick, back and flick. forth, left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah, like kind of faster to one side and then they go back and but it's it's uh, a pretty fast but cycle. It's, it's kinda of, I mean it is kinda of like when you're really drunk and you have the room spins and you just I can't, think that's probably what you it's can't, like you're still, but you think you're moving. Yeah. And I think that's what she has where She's not swaying side to side, but she thinks she is. So she 
compensates and falls over. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, oh, my heart goes out to her. Yeah, I, it's terrible. Uh, and she was vomiting on Friday night, which is really common, just like when you have vertigo. I mean, I've had a few minor episodes of vertigo that just terrified me. I've had alcohol-related vertigo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they basically put her on an anti-nausea medicine. Um, the mur- the emergency vet didn't suggest it, but my vet did to put her on basically the less drowsy motion sickness medicine. There's like 50 brands that have it. Um, so Dramamine, less drowsy, or I don't know what we have, like motion sick, whatever. We can make her drowsy too. I mean, frankly, what's, she doesn't have appointments. No, she it's true. I mean, part of what they do with younger dogs who get it is to sedate them uh, so they don't move around. But she just basically sits there most of the time anyway, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, so she's better. So that was Friday. We're recording on Tuesday. Um, on like Saturday, I'd have to stand her up and kind of, she didn't want to walk anywhere because you could tell she was just uncertain about everything. I think for her, the world is teetering, right? It's like ter- topsy-turvy. It's like being on a roller coaster or something or fun fun ride or whatever those things are. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd have to like move her front legs and then lift up her back half. And she's 90 some pounds, right? So she's too heavy for me to just carry. It was really hard to get her out. Um, and she wouldn't really eat. Good thing you're strong. Strong like bear. Yeah. It was hard to get her to drink. I mean, for most of the weekend, I was making her drink with a syringe. I'd have a bowl of water in a syringe without a needle, but just a sort of squirty syringe. And I'd squirt the water in her mouth because she just couldn't like stand there in front of the bowl and drink. No, because it's like spinning. I mean, it's got to yeah. be terrible that, that she looks at the bowl and it's like tipping or spinning or or teetering, right? Yep. Ugh. Yeah. So she's better. Her eyes are not really flicking anymore. Nope. I mean, occasionally they'll do it, though. Maybe that's just her looking sideways. Um, she's still pretty wobbly. And now she has developed that head tilt that she didn't have on Friday, but she kind of has her head, I mean, almost at 45 degree angle, really sideways which is pretty common. Um, she will get up herself to like get a drink and go out, but she's very unsteady. So she's definitely not normal. And poor girl. I mean, she still does this thing where she's sitting down and she tries to scratch her ear and she just falls over. Yeah, or she'll try to like shake her head. Oh, that's poison. And she shaking falls right over on shaking her side. Shaking her head apparently is the worst thing. But like, it's better because Saturday, Saturday morning, I heard her get up. And so, you know, that wakes me up. I'm like yeah. a mom with a newborn right here. Okay, so I get up. So I'm like standing at the top of the stairs and she's standing at the bottom of the stairs and she looked, turned her head to look up at me and then fell over on her oh, side, like honey. just from looking. She's better than that now. Yeah. Um, so the good thing about vestibular disease is generally that it resolves in a few days and it's it's better now on Tuesday. Um, so hopefully in a week or two, she'll be mostly back to normal and with some dogs it's just one time and it goes away other dogs it kind of is recurrent uh the head tilt thing can be permanent it can go away so we just kind of have to see uh but she she doesn't seem really miserable like friday and saturday she seemed kind of confused but she's like she'll wag her tail now she eats snacks we have to kind of feed her because she doesn't quite know how to eat so we're kind of hand feeding her food but she doesn't seem unhappy or miserable. She seems a little bit bewildered, but that's about it. Yeah. If she were human, she'd be drunk. Yeah, she does seem kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but we promise we haven't been giving her any alcohol. Nope. So that's the queso update. So she's doing okay. 
the good thing about this vestibular disease is pretty much universally it like has a very rapid onset which is true she was fine friday morning and then friday night she had this uh but then it resolves in a few days you said it's pretty common for old dogs yeah i mean it's like sometimes called old dog disease which is just that (laughs) i hope i never get it no um so yeah she's getting better yeah uh everybody else is pretty much fine hopefully she'll be better by her birthday because you know the pinata and the quinceanera and she's got to work the dress and it's next know, week the runway she's got to walk the runway it's gonna be a whole thing oh no oh, wait that's not part. no we don't have any of that i do have a crown for her though Aww. it's gonna be good the quinceanera that will be next week's episode uh she turns 15 on november 5th so we're recording on october 29th big cheese it's very exciting it'll be the fr- i've never had a dog even make it to 14 let alone 15 no so good job big g's the odds are against it yeah but she's gonna make it oh she's totally she's got 70 months left (laughs) so uh yeah everybody else is fine hops is good vink is good she's gonna get a vein tomorrow if i remember though i'm (laughs) vink vein i'll try to remind you of the vink vein yeah i'm going to work really early i guess i could do it too yeah i could remind myself no um yeah, Jasmine's good. Uh, she's very clingy, which she always has been. With Riley gone, I think she's now like, I have full-on access to Jen, so. <laughs> Why am I not touching her? Basically. Uh, so there you go. That's the dog update. Uh, Hobbs mm-hmm. and Vink went to the great 3K walk this weekend. <laughs> so that's for our rescue group, Great, where we've gotten pretty much all the dogs except Hobbs and Vink uh queso and jasmine can't walk that far but hops and faint came and so it was a bunch of golden retrievers and we walked at least one puppy right two two puppies like 10 week old puppies bentley very cute bentley our former foster foster dog was there uh what was he called before we called him muto but we i think he was tomas no no tomas is um he's got murray he was murray he's now murray Bentley was, that was not his name when we had him. No. I don't remember. We've had so many of those foster dogs. Yeah, Tomas became Murray. Mm -hmm. And then we had, who's the one that became Donkey? (laughs) Remember him? Vaguely, yes. Uh, What was his name? And he's not Donkey anymore. They changed his name. A lot of people will change the name. Donkey. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like Donkey from Shrek. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what Bentley's name was, but, uh, but yeah, the people who adopted him were Bentley, and they're from Long Island, and so they both have these great Long Island accents, and I haven't seen them it's since Definitely I, Long Island. Long Island. So I haven't seen them since I delivered Bentley to them. Now, like, I mean, I think it was 2015. It was a long time ago, and so, you know, I dropped Bentley off with them, and i'm at the 3k walk and the mom of bentley is like jen do you remember me and i was like of course how's bentley she said oh my god he's so great but i broke my hip so it's been very hard for me to go for walks i went to the physical therapist and i was just like oh my god you need to save me i am not going to be in a walker for the rest of my life i was up in the walker the first day and i went to the physical therapy every single day and now i'm here and i did all 3k and i'm very proud of myself because i was walking i'm a little sore <laughs> uh she and her husband are both wonderful it was great to see bentley he totally remembered me bentley they love him 
Uh, they had three Goldens at the time. He was the third Golden. And I think they lost the other two. They were seniors. I mean, within a month, they both died. It was really sad. Like, they just died one after the other. Uh, all right, Vink. It's Halloween, Vink. We're getting there, Vink. We're getting there. Uh, so yeah, it was good to see him again and he totally remembered me. So, uh, so that was a fun time, but yeah, that's the dog. So the 3k went without incident otherwise. Vink was like, I need to be in first place. And she's just pulling, pulling. And so we're like ahead of everybody. Uh, this was on Saturday, Sunday, I was running the Marine Corps 50k ultra marathon without any dogs, which if you're interested in, you can listen to runs with dogs our other podcast about running with much dog in it. And, uh, yeah, so I was like, all right, fine. Sneak preview. Fewer dogs in D.C. than Chicago. True. That's true. Vink! It's okay, Vink! Vink, come here, Vink! Vink, you don't even know. Any other dog news you want to add? Nope. Halloween. Okay, so we have some special Halloween content. Um, but I thought before I get to... So I have a little surprise but before that uh i was wondering dear dad have you ever seen a ghost we've never talked about this have i ever seen a ghost yeah no i don't think so mm-hmm. i mean i think i've heard things where i've thought maybe weird stuff yeah but i don't think i've ever seen anything where i'm like oh crap unexplained ghost yeah if i believed in ghosts which i don't think i do I would have seen Riley's ghost last week. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I didn't make that up, so I tweeted about this. I got up in the middle of the night to get water. I hydrate a lot, and I get thirsty in the middle of the night. So I got up and brought my water bottle into the bathroom to fill it up. And in the corner of the bathroom, I thought I saw Riley laying there. And I remember thinking, like, that's weird. Venk is usually in the bathroom. But I thought I saw him curled up in the corner, like to the point where I reached down to pet him. And then he wasn't there. So if I believed in ghosts, I absolutely would think I had seen a ghost of Riley. I believe that. That I believe. Uh, I'd rather believe that than some like 18th century weird slave owner, (laughs) you know, plantation dude haunting this house. Though when I moved into this house, so the house we live in in Silver Spring, I bought um 11 years ago i guess in 2008 and when i moved in here there was all kinds of weird stuff so there you had two goldens then i did i had pine k my Mm -hmm. two dogs um we'd be sitting on the couch and there would be these bangs in the wall like someone hit the wall with a hammer that's crazy loud bangs that's yeah just like just what did the dogs do I mean, for a while, they barked, and then they were like, okay, this house makes weird loud things. <laughs> they're like, well, this is the thing that happens here. Weird. Yeah. Uh, like, huh. it was pr- every night. Their barking wouldn't help, actually. No, diffuse. it did not. That would make it real tense. It did not. Um, there would be footsteps on the stairs. Yeah, see, I that sounds ghosty to me. I know. It really does. Uh, where we'd be sitting on the couch in the living room. So this house was built in 1946, so it's an old house. And there would be like five steps. So you've probably, if you pay attention to the snaps, you can hear that the steps creak when we walk down the stairs. Or Vink, bunny hops. Or Vink. Yeah, I mean, you can hear the boards. It's all the floors in here are original to the 40s. And so if someone walks down the stairs, you can hear every step. 
and four or five steps, you would hear in exactly the pattern of footsteps That's coming down totally the stairs. That's totally a ghost. When I got the security system installed, um, probably a year after I had been here, they, you know, they're like, oh, we can have motion detectors. We can have noise detectors. We can have this and this. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want the sound detectors because uh, it's pretty regular that we hear footsteps on the stairs. And the lady almost left the house. And I was like, yeah, there's these bangs. And then, Jared, you may have, I don't know if you've ever experienced this with the, uh, the ceiling fan in the bedroom. Have you ever had that? do the thing with you i don't remember you've told me about it though yeah yeah so when i first moved in for a long time so there's a ceiling fan in the bedroom and it has a remote control so you can change the speed you can turn the light on you can change the direction and it was like a neighbor had a remote control on the same frequency where i'd be laying in bed and if you change the direction, so like it's spinning clockwise and you want to make it spin counterclockwise, you can push a button on the remote and you hear this little click. To stop it. And it slows down and then it turns direction. I'd be laying in bed watching it and I would hear the click and see it switch direction. Yeah, that would be terrifying. I think I'd, or I would have moved out. There'd be a click and it would go from like, there's like three speeds, like low, medium and high. It would go from low to high. Sometimes the light would turn on into this super bright light. So it does that. Like if the power goes off and on, it'll do that. But sometimes it would just be like the fan's still going. The power's not gone off, but the light will turn on. Like no. I would lay in. It w like sometimes I'd like wake up and I'd be like, I know it was on low speed and now it's on high. Nope. There are times that I'd lay there and I would watch it. And it would change speed. Nope. I'd hear the click. I'd be gone. It would change speed. Yeah, I don't know how you stayed here. Uh, Nothing like that's happened to me. I know that because I would be freaked out. I was like, not quite sure why that one's happening. Sleeping in the basement tonight. I took the batteries out of the remote control because I have the remote like in my yeah, little yeah. nightstand drawer. It would still do it even with, so it wasn't my remote <sighs> doing it. Uh, I have no idea why. And so, yeah, I'm getting the alarm system put in. And I was like, yeah, well, there's these loud bangs in the walls at night. And sometimes you can hear four or five footsteps coming down the stairs. Also the ceiling fan in the bedroom. And she's like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> I go, all right, ADT lady, you were very brave there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she was really freaked Where's out. Where's your science now? <laughs> So uh, most of that has stopped. The ceiling fan stuff picked up again like earlier in the month. It mm. was happening where I, I would lay there and it I mean, would it could change, change speeds. speeds, but it, but it hasn't gone. The light hasn't turned on. The light off. hasn't turned on, I don't think. And I don't think it's reversed. No, the footsteps are mostly gone. Um, the, the banging in the walls I haven't heard from a long time. It was a loud bang. Damn. Like not even like if you punch the wall, like it was super loud. Uh, like a hammer on a nail. Yeah. Hammer on a board. Yeah. yeah, like a hammer hitting a board, exactly. So scientist yeah. is like, maybe pipes? Except I'm just sitting there, right? It's not like I had run the water. Uh, and the steps, I have no idea what would make it with the steps. Like, I get that, like, the house could be settling and a step could creak. But to have it go, like, creak, 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 creak creak like exactly like footsteps and you can hear it coming down right so i don't know that it was like every step in a row but you could tell that like the earlier ones were higher up on the stairs than Dude, the lower ones that's so weird and it wasn't the dogs because they were with you barking they were with me yeah. yeah there was one time that it was active enough i mean i bought the house in february and i think it was over the summer 
Um, you know, we've talked previously on the podcast that I'm well trained with weapons and, uh, and I have a gun in the house that I know how to use and only, well, twice in my life I have ever taken it out like with intent to use it once is that somebody tried to break into the back of the house like they were trying to get in the back door breaking down the back door and i had the phone calling 911 in one hand and the gun in the other hand in case they came in um which was pretty reasonable and the other time was this weird sound like i had you know been living here for a couple months and i was like god it sounds like there's somebody down there like it's not good. There can't be somebody down there. I would have hit, heard them come in or something. Uh, but I got the gun out, you know, thinking that there was really somebody here and there was nobody. You know who doesn't care? Ghosts. <laughs> the ghosts would not have cared about the gun. No. That's true. Uh, when I was in college, I also thought I saw a ghost in my dorm room. Not anything like this, but like, uh, so my dorm was an old hotel. Mm-hmm. So it had been a hotel like in the turn of the century like bad things happen in hotels the off the tens the 20s and then the university bought it and turned it into a dorm and so like as a dorm it was great because you had a single room with your own bathroom right because it's like a hotel room Mm -hmm. um and when i was a first year in college uh i mean they weren't fancy (laughs) rooms they were like very much like dorm rooms um and like old school hotel rooms. So like really narrow, you know, one light over and the bathroom. So it's like you come in and there was the bathroom and then you'd go, there's like a skinny hallway, the bathroom on one side, and then the room would open up. And uh, I remember seeing some kind of like besuited figure standing in the bathroom door. Whoa, yep. Al Capone, old Chicago <laughs> gangster stuff. Kind of like a it white shirt and a vest and vest three piece dark man. pants yeah Dude. and then it was gone wow. so i don't know if that was just like it was, was a asleep? freaking was it ghost. A ghost yeah those are my ghostly experiences yeah. you've never had a ghost huh oh i don't know i'm my memory sucks Fink and i we live in the moment <laughs> it could have happened we would have been like oh look at that a ghost interesting. Yeah, more interesting well speaking of that while gr dad was in vancouver I recorded a little audio play Halloween spookiness that I thought, uh, you know, I made it for you all for Halloween. I haven't played it for GR Dad yet, so maybe this is a good time to introduce it. Okay, let's play it. It was 9 p.m. on Halloween night. GR Mom and Dad were gone out to have their own celebrations. Darkness had fallen across the household and everyone was asleep in their spots, except for Vink. She lay in bed staring at a light reflecting against the living room wall. She dozed, she woke, she lay entranced. Suddenly, she heard a soft scraping noise from the kitchen. She flipped her eyes away from the wall towards the hallway. She sniffed at the air but couldn't smell anyone there, and she turned back towards the entrancing light. A minute passed, and once again she heard the slow, gentle scrape of metal against glass. She knew that sound, but couldn't place it. That kind of analysis has always been hard for her. But one more scrape, and it came to her. It was the sound of the treat jar being opened. How could the treat jar be opening if no one was here? 
She listened more intently and then heard a loud and distinct rattle as the metal lid fell to the floor. She sat bolt upright, surprised both by the sound and, looking around, that none of her sisters had been disturbed from their slumber by the racket. Vink rose to her feet and stretched and crept slowly towards the kitchen. Before she rounded the corner, she heard a gentle thump like the glass jar being put down on the kitchen floor. And when she looked in, her analysis proved correct. The lid lay on the floor next to the open treat jar. There was no one in the kitchen though, so this meant she could eat all the snacks. <laughs> she approached the jar and sniffed. She had watched GR mom fill it earlier in the day. There were meatballs. Whoa. There were square meatballs. There were chicken snacks and bacon snacks. The jar had been stuffed full of the most delicious treats, though when she begged GR mom for one, she had said no. Now, the full treat jar was on the floor, and as Vink was about to reach her prehensile tongue into the jar to pull out the first delectable morsel, another light caught her attention. This one shimmered in front of her in the middle of the kitchen. It danced and wavered and grew and finally assumed the shape of boyfriend Riley. He was a luminescent white, but his heart-shaped nose and angry eyebrows were unmistakable. She borked at the sight of her sweet boyfriend, and he wagged back before shoving his ghostly snout into the treat jar and devouring all the snacks. Wait, barked Vink. I want some snacks, too. But Team Vink was not having it. He ate every last crumb as Vink stood by, unable to dissuade him or to shove her own nose into the jar. When boyfriend finally pulled his snout out of the jar, it was empty. His ghostly visage looked at Vink, licked his chops, and wagged again. Vinkman looked at him and looked at the treat jar. On the second glance, she saw there was one small chicken snack <laughs> left at the bottom of the jar. She poked her nose into the top, but the snack was just too far down for her to reach it. She twisted her head. She stuck out her tongue. She licked the air in the space separating her from it, but no luck. As she pulled her head out, confused and frustrated, she sat bolt awake back in her bed. Aww. Oh, thank God, thought Vink. It was only a nightmare, <laughs> a terrible, terrible nightmare. But as she lay there catching her breath, she thought she could smell a faint whiff of chicken meatball. No. She stood and crept towards the kitchen where she spotted the lid on the floor and the jar next to it, just like in her dream. But as she got closer, eager for the snacks that she knew GR mom had filled it with, she saw the only thing left was the smell and the tree jar was completely empty. Oh. What do you think of my spooky story, Jared? It's excellent. Thank it you. is so good. You like the sound effects? You like the background? I like the sound effects. I like the characterization of Vink as completely living in the moment <laughs> i mean it's pretty accurate i based it on truth <laughs> <laughs> i love the idea that riley's still around looking looking down at us ghost riley eating team thief eating snacks out of the jar <sighs> team thief in those good days when he was still eating yeah, yeah that was pretty good no yeah. so that I was had... excellent 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 thank you i'm very proud of myself uh i had a whole bunch of ideas but i thought that was a good one i give it two thumbs up excellent excellent so uh very pleased mm. glad that we were able to do that um any other thoughts 
before we move on to taste of the keys and some weird happenings in the keys other happenings no that's good i mean look i miss riley i miss the crap out of riley it is it's so sad it it yeah it's not quite as devastating as schmieg in some ways because we kind of had known with riley and it was something much more of a clock i mean schmieg we knew too but not at first yeah so it just sucks i mean it just sucks dogs suck because they don't live as long this is really the problem it's the worst it's the worst but it's like many things in life right that's what hope is yeah it would be uh just keep doing it yeah it would be good to have him back but you know we did all the things that we could yeah i think there's a martin luther quote that says like even if i knew the world was going to end tomorrow i still plant an apple tree today well that's very nice Mm -hmm. very pretty hard to do but it's good yeah like you gotta just keep going Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we have a few other interesting things. All right, so we're still going to do our normal taste of the keys, but people send us a lot of Florida man stories that are not Florida keys man stories, but are still sort of interesting. And so one that GR Dad had originally sent to me, and then a few other people sent to me, is this one from the New York Post, Florida man charged after trying to quote barbecue all the child molesters (laughs) a florida man is charged with attempted premeditated murder for trying to set child molesters on fire at a motel cops said following his arrest on march 7th jorge porto sierra 50 allegedly told police that he wanted to quote barbecue all the child molesters and kill them Two of his alleged victims are convicted sex offenders, sex offenders, the station confirmed. Porto Sierra stormed a room at the Friendly Village Inn in Kissimmee, which is right outside Orlando, screaming, I'm going to kill you, child molester, <laughs> witnesses told authorities. He poured gasoline outside a motel room and broke a window so he could pour gasoline inside the room, witnesses said. Another couple claims he also smashed into their car and poured gasoline all over it. He reportedly lit a cigarette with him while making the threats when grilled but on why he didn't t- torch the police report language nice porto sierra said the police got there too soon he's being held without bond in county jail yeah i mean i look i think this the result is fine we don't want vigilante justice but man there's a lot going on here <laughs> jared Ad and i were talking about it and we're like yeah man but like the motel owner, like, you're burning down his motel, so you can't do that. And it's like, if the motel owner were a child molester, however, you would have got this all right. Yeah, and then it would then it would turn out right. I mean, look, as an attorney, I have due process problems and things like that, right? Nobody knows, but still. Uh, I mean, and, and he sounds a little crazy because, what, he was pouring gasoline in someone else's car, too. So he, he seems a little random. And hashtag he- hero. Hectic. <laughs> undirected it would be kind of like vankman justice like everything gets broken (laughs) don't take any of this as us condoning you killing child molesters but we wouldn't judge you if you did i'm not saying anything (laughs) no admissions but again self-interest there's a lot going on here 
So that one was worth sharing. Yeah. Uh, we do have a good keys story for this week, though. Yeah. It's a lot lighter. We've mentioned that the... Or is it? Yeah. Well, the Stock Island Jail. So Monroe County is all of the keys. So it's a very long, skinny county. Um, and there's a couple jails. And one is on Stock Island, which is right by Key West. And they have the animal farm which is where they take all the like exotic animals that people keep in their houses and either don't have permits for or mistreat. They go to the animal farm. It opens a couple times a year. So where, I've like, got to think they've got pythons and freaking alligators. They have emus and, and tortoises and cheetahs. They random, got all kinds of random stuff. Exotic animals. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, you have a raccoon. Like it's exotic I mean, animals. I love that their go. solution is we don't know where to do with this. We're just going to keep them. We're, We're going to make a children's zoo We're in the prison. We're going to hang out. But it's not super accessible, right? I mean, it's open a few days a year to yeah, the public. That's right. Um, and that's nice, but it just seems like they've just taken it this mission to be like, well, these poor animals can't help it. They're just here against their will. We yeah. might as well treat them well and, and treat them well. Yeah. yeah, so the inmates take care of the animals <laughs> the that are have to take care of the animals i'm sure i'm i'm sure it's like a oh maybe volunteers privilege duty sure right? you get to take care of the animals. are you allergic to reptiles <laughs> then no you know are you allergic to kiwis no so with that in mind here's this week's taste of the keys i'm sorry that it's an inappropriate name this week an inmate at a florida <laughs> keys jail this is the stock island jail in monroe county fed iguanas including one considered a pet to an alligator at a small zoo run by the jail, deputy said. Jason Gibson, an inmate at the Stock Island Jail, is facing a charge of animal cruelty. He was already being held on a vehicle theft charge. Another inmate told deputies he was feeding a sloth Sunday when he heard a thump and saw Gibson tossing an iguana named Moho into the alligator pen. Moho or Mojo? It M could be Mojo. M-O-J-O? M-O-J-O. I think Mojo. I mean, unless you're from a Spanish-speaking country. But in if which you're case, from New Orleans, Mojo. it's Mojo. Mojo juice. Who know Mojo? <laughs> it's Mojo. Well, Mojo's dead, so it doesn't really matter <sighs> because the six-foot-long alligator chomped down on Mojo slash Moho and dragged him off. The alligator's innocent. He just thought it was food. Yeah. Not the alligator's fault. According to a Monroe County Sheriff's Office report, Gibson confessed that he, quote, fed the alligator a wild iguana, mm -hmm. claiming the iguanas were a nuisance that terrorize other animals in the enclosures. To be fair, there are a fuckload of iguanas in the Keys that just go all over the place. To, to be fair, didn't the state of Florida just say they're an invasive species and you got to be like... Kill them. And you're okay Told you to, kill them. to manage them. Which yeah, you don't I, which, need a permit. Yeah, I'm. I'm of. Two, I mean, boy, it's complicated. I'm of two they're minds. Cool. I love the iguanas. They're dinosaurs. They're cool. Yeah. But sure, if they're wrecking other wildlife, if they're eating stuff they shouldn't be eating, then yeah, control them. It's like deer. I love deer. I love every individual deer. I would, you know, adopt Bambi in a second. But if there are too many of them and they're starving and they're getting run over by cars and stuff, then manage them. Yeah. Did you see this video of the iguana? like basically doing treadmill work on the baggage claim <laughs> belt at the Key West? Key West airport. No way. Yeah. So the, so Key West airport, like if you fly into Key West, you land and then you get off and you walk across the tarmac into the terminal. Oh, and there are two baggage claims. There's left two. Or right. That's right. And they put the bags on them outside 
and then the bags go inside. <laughs> it's a matter of two feet from yeah. outside to inside. <laughs> that's right. So there was an iguana that got on one of those oh, belts. That's hilarious. And it was like trying to walk with its big like dino <laughs> legs inside. But but it but the treadmill was moving, so it couldn't yeah. get out. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's trying to run really fast and the the belt is just moving, <laughs> so it's like it's just walking in place. I don't think anyone ever has bags. I mean maybe like three people have bags too. It's very rare. Yeah. The biggest between the left baggage carousel and the right baggage carousel is the bar. Yeah, That's where people literally, tend to congregate. There's a bar. Yeah, there's a bar. So. so you arrive in Key West. While you're waiting for your luggage, you can get a rum drink you at the bar. pretty good rum drink, yeah. Yep. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so this dude fed the alligator the iguana. He said they were pests. He also claimed to have fed another iguana to the alligator once before. So... There I love go. all of these stories because dudes just confess. I mean, they're just like, <laughs> they do. They let do. me tell you what I did. I'll accept the consequences. <laughs> I just think it's refreshing to be like, yeah, I did that. There may be legal consequences. It may not have been a smart thing, but I did do that. It's, it's such a nice, like, truth thing, right? It's like, like the opposite of cops where they, like, <sighs> reach into your pants and pull out, like, <laughs> half a kilo of, like, cocaine. And the guy's like, that's not mine, man. I don't know how that got there. I don't know where that's from. That's not mine. That wasn't it's there. Like, I literally pulled it out of your pants, my dude. He's like, right. that's not mine. Or to take it one step further, politics, where everyone's just like, there's no sun in the sky. There, there is no daylight today. <laughs> I mean, you can just, you know, people just say stuff. I do do appreciate someone saying, yeah, I, I fed that alligator. <laughs> yeah, I, I stabbed that guy. I Where do I live? I live in the house next to the dude I just stabbed last week. <laughs> yeah. When did you last see him? When I stabbed him. Like, that's fine. That's truth. We can deal with that. And, you know, usually, I don't think you get a worse penalty for that. I think that's like, that's a lot. That's The system works a lot better when people just say what they did. And then oh we can deal God. with what happened and why and the justification. <laughs> I mean, you know, the guy may have not have known it was a pet a pet iguana. He may get leniency that way. I don't know. He but it's just it nice that he's just like, yeah, I did that. And also, I did that before I fed it. I, fed it. I didn't just do it this one yeah. time. I fed other ones, too. I love the guy who was feeding the sloth, who had plenty of time to observe, was just like <laughs> looking around. I watching. mean, to be fair, the sloths are very slow eaters. Yeah, he was like... I gave the sloth a cherry 15 minutes ago, and I had a lot of time. <laughs> What's that movie where the Disney movie with the sloth? It's oh DMV. It is hilarious. I've only seen the trailer, and it makes me so angry. <sighs> like that so bunny good. who's Zootopia, like waiting. I think it is. Yeah, but it's that's the, it. Yeah, the bunny who's in a rush, and then the sloths who work at the, the DMV, TV. and they speak so slow oh it hurts me lee hey <laughs> do okay i can't i you. can't no i can't anymore it makes me upset <laughs> anyway we're off on sloths now but i think the honesty is refreshing just say what you did society will deal it will not get worse if you just say what happened that's true okay uh i actually have some german words of the week noted down do mm. you have one that you would like to share i mean nothing groundbreaking i have some halloween i was gonna give i was gonna give hundafutter hundafutter tüte what is hundafutter tüte a dog food bag oh hundafutter tüte hundafutter tüte that's a good one yeah all right here let me give you some of my halloween themed ones yep. all right geist yeah ghost geist Mm. Or a gespenst is like more ghostly. 
Gespenst. Gespenst. Is more ghostly than Geist? I think Gespenst would be slightly more on the scary side. Geist could just be like a spirit. spirit. Yes, yeah. yes. Interesting. Uh, verfolgt. 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 Mm, followed. So that means haunted. And it's interesting because the fair, V-E-R, prefix is used in a lot of different ways. But it's sort of like we were talking, we were literally talking about this today, like versprachen. Versprochen. Versprochen mm -hmm. is like I misspoke. So sprachen is spoke. Oh, versprechen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vers versprechen is misspoke. So verfolgt, folgt is followed. Mm -hmm. Pursued. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, pursued. So like verfolgt. It's like misfollowed. Like kind of followed, yeah. Kind of, which I think is a really interesting way to think about haunted. Like I was misfollowed, mistakenly followed. Mm -hmm. Which, I, I mean, fair, V-E-R, has a lot of different meanings as a prefix. But I think it's really interesting like that it can mean like mistakenly or mistaken. And then the core word is followed. Like that's a really interesting way to think about haunted, like mistakenly followed. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do uh, you have any other good? Verfolgt. Spooken. Oh, spooken. Well, that's kind of like spook, right? Yeah. yeah. Spooken. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Geist. What was the other one? The other? Gespenst. 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 Die Geister, die ich rief. A lot of, yeah. A lot of like ghost stuff, I think, goes back to like Goethe and the Faust mm, stories. Sure. Yeah. With the ghosts and the devil and the pentagram and stuff. It's amazing. That was in the, Long you know, time ago. Long time ago. I think the, the the Faust legend goes back to the 1500s or earlier. Yeah. But it's cool. I mean, they already have a pentagram. They already have, you know, all the stuff that's like old school spooky stuff. Also, the whole deal with the devil that never works out. Yeah. It's always there's something wrong, right? The turkey sandwich, but the turkey is a little dry. Hey, right? it works out with Johnny and the devil. Devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to Yeah, but that's not a deal, right? He just beat the devil. <laughs> he didn't make a deal. If you make a deal with the devil, you are done. Although, Robert Johnson, I'm looking at a big poster of Robert Johnson, Robert Johnson, the, the, Johnson the, blues, the blues player who was, you know, greatest blues player alive, um, who went to the crossroads and sold his soul to the devil in, in return for fame and fortune and being able to play the guitar real well. Sure works. Uh, it worked well, but then he died violently, and and it didn't. He may have been poisoned by some jealous lover or something. Well, but he he you know he's still being talked about. That was nineteen twenty nine or something. Yeah, we have a really great like woodcut poster of him in our house. So that may be, you know, maybe if you know what you're getting into, it's informed consent. You can form <laughs> a contract with the devil, and it's something you will accept. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it a wasn't, fiddle made it of It wasn't gold, like though. he made him. A bad blues player. No, that's true. <laughs> he made him the best blues guitarist ever for a while. Yeah. You have a favorite Halloween movie? Halloween. We watch a we watch every horror movie. Halloween. Crappy, extremely crappy. Halloween. Slightly less crappy. Oh no, I don't know. Halloween movie. Like no. a favorite spooky movie. Spooky. I, I think The Exorcist is a, one of the best horror movies because you are still you're left with the feeling that that could have happened. Yeah. That maybe happened. I mean, it's based on a quote-unquote true story. Yeah, I mean, it all helps, but it's yeah. all just like the way they present it in that movie is yeah. just like, 
That could have happened. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, because you were in Vancouver, but on Friday, I went to Georgetown. I was there the for steps, like a work yeah. thing. Yeah, and I went past the house and the steps yeah. from the exercise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. it help, it, maybe it helps that I know that it exi- where it is and that it happened. And the movie's real good at sort of so good. putting it in social context, right? Where the, the daughter's possessed and the mom's like trying to have a party. And you're like, oh, sorry, your daughter's possessed at this party. It's ruining the vibe socially. And what do you do, right? I mean, it's just like, it's it's such a a good movie, maybe because it's dated and maybe because it tries to deal with the the social consequences. But I I really like The Exorcist. yeah. Yeah, I think I had seen it. I mean, I've always liked horror movies and I'm sure I had seen it, you know, as a kid. But when I was in college, I worked at the theater on campus, like where we showed movies, like I worked as a projectionist and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And we showed it one year. I think it was like re-released when I was in college. The director's cut or something, yeah. right? Because they made it more scary. It was so scary. Allowed it to be more scary than the original release, I think. And I don't know if in the original release, the scene was there where Reagan, the daughter, comes down the stairs like backwards like, like in the grudge crab or something like that's a thing now right with these yeah. with these grudge like movies it could have been in the original and i don't remember it or i had not remembered it Frickin but when i watched that i had like this physical reaction to it which a lot of people did when that movie came out like people were oh. leaving the theater like vomiting and screaming <sighs> i could see why uh, when i saw that scene of her like coming down the stairs backwards you know, I was in college and I had seen every horror movie. Like I had this really intense, like physical reaction of just like horror to what was going on. It's a really, I mean, that's such a good movie. It's one of the very few movies that we own, right? Like, yeah, I have what, like 12 DVDs, Jaws, Jaws, The Exorcist, Ghostbusters. You don't own the Blues Brothers because I memorized it, but it's just on all the time. Yeah, yeah, we don't own many DVDs, but uh, The Exorcist is one of them. It's just so worth watching. It is it is dated, but not in a bad way not 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 that it becomes less valid kind of like jaws is kind of dated that's right you go this happened still, in the 70s but it's still people dealing with people it's still dealing with people dealing with circumstances that are you can kind of understand yeah and as someone who was raised catholic i've yeah i feel like i it's interesting for me like i you know i'm not a practicing catholic now i don't go to church except you know maybe for lent uh but not easter one of my friends said, so you just like to celebrate Jesus's death and <laughs> his resurrection because I don't go to Easter Mass. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not a practicing Catholic, but, uh, you know, it's like the Catholics that come in there and uh, it makes me feel this weird connection to this religion that I was brought up in. The whole exorcism genre is, is just a great, yeah. I mean, it's so... Because I'm Lutheran and I went to a Catholic high school and so I have the same kind of mindset, right? But it's like, it's such a cool thought that there are rules and that there are counter spells yeah. and that, that you can, if you're just, your faith is good enough, there are these methods to beat the devil. I mean, that's a pretty amazing thought that like we humans can beat the devil. Come on. I know. But we also saw, it's not just that, right? Because like, obviously like the Catholics sort of like have a bit of a monopoly on the exorcism genre. Yeah. But we saw that movie, The Possession, which was the one with the Dibbuk, the Jubik. Jewish. Jubik. 
Yeah. Dubuk or whatever. I don't, I'm God, I'm butchering it. Yeah. I think that's right. There's um, a Jewish devil. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a Jewish exorcist and it was a yeah. whole like Jewish ritual. The rabbi was doing the best he could. It, yeah. I mean, that was an amazing movie. A good movie. movie. Really, really good. good. Movie. So that's the possession. It's like the kid gets the wood box, right? Yes, that's right. Uh, Jubik. 2012. Jubik. Jubik. Yeah. Is that movie. That's a um, good movie. Yeah, if if you like, we don't like gory movies. So Saw no. is out. No, no torture, the, no like holding prisoner. The whatever, like purge, all that stuff's out, right? That's not a horror movie, that's gore. Dybuk, D-Y-B-U-K yeah. is the one. Yeah, but we like hauntings, possessions, yeah. spooky stuff. Goosey stuff in the background. Yeah, that's Yeah, good. yeah, I watch every single one of those. And look, a lot of them are really crappy, but there's it's a lot true. of totally lot of them, good ones. A lot of them are aspirational. Uh, but yeah, The Possession, 2012 really good worth seeing yeah yeah and sort of refreshingly different because it's not just like a bunch oh, yeah. of catholics doing the it's not the exorcism rebranded in a bunch of ways it's uh, not the f the like priest who left the church because he broke faith but then he found it again i mean i like one, all of those but he's yeah. the, i know but it, there are <laughs> quite so a many. few <laughs> movies like that it's almost like the exorcism right i mean they yeah. get all these ideas from somewhere i guess that's right yeah uh but yeah, yeah this one is is like refreshingly different and it's got like a sort of younger jewish exorcist doing yeah. the thing and like the the twists are interesting like that's a really good one la, la, la lorna was pretty la, good too la, la yorna yeah yeah which just came out but i mean was you can similar it was sort of like an exorcism but it wasn't a priest it was a healer like it former was a, priest now healer yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a great one that yeah that's part one. of the conjuring universe right <laughs> But only, is it? But very peripherally. Very peripherally. Yeah. I mean, all the movies in the Conjuring universe are great. <laughs> Cheer Dead hates the term The Conjuring universe. I don't know that that universe. was in The Conjuring universe. I'll, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment on that. The Conjuring universe is a thing now. No, I'm just checking the, if that movie was part of it. They've made a thing, but I don't think this one was one of it. I think it was a one-off. Uh, anyway, it was really good. And, anyway, Exorcism uh, would be my go-to halloween movie if i if i had to recommend i don't like the slasher movies right so all the jason all the you know halloween movies are main, mainly just people getting stabbed violently and jump scares and it's a psycho right or a bad spirit who's very very much physical corporeal yeah that's not as exciting all right for me la yorna is part of the conjuring universe it is okay. it is yeah right. so la yorna the annabelle movies the conjuring movies Haunting um, in Georgia? What is it? Uh, no, those are different. No. Those are separate. Oh. Uh, but there's like three Conjuring movies, three Annabelle movies, La Yorna. There's probably other ones. All mm. of them are great. Like really well-written, well-produced, good acting. Yeah, and it's good against evil kind of things. Evil That'll take good. you like all the way through Halloween because <laughs> there's like eight of them. Even if you watch like two a day. Yeah. Oh, does Wikipedia have a link to the Conjuring universe? Get out of here. All right, Conjuring, one, two, and three, Annabelle. One, two, and three. Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home. <laughs> the Nun. Yes, yes, good yes, one. Yes. Good one, good Very one. Very good one. Uh, yep. There's an untitled The Nun sequel film in production. Mm. La Yorna, The Crooked Man in production. There's oh, the also Crooked several Man was in one of the, one, it was in the British um, one, right? The Crooked Man. The Conjuring 2, maybe. Mm -hmm. Which was the... The British one. The British one. They had The Crooked Man. Yeah. Anyway, That's a good one. Spin-offs. 
Um, there's also short films, The Nurse, The Confession, What's Wrong with Mom, Blunt's Lullaby, and Innocent Souls. There's a Are whole all in the stuff. Conjuring universe. Yeah, I'm. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, there's some recommendations. Do you have any favorite Halloween books? Do you read spooky books? You read mostly nonfiction. <sighs> I've read some spooky <laughs> books a while back, but they were mostly short stories. Yeah. Yeah, but I none that I would say you know epic. I mean, I read all the Poe ones, and sure, the, they can be spook books are more terrifying, much more terrifying. I would say the one. I mean, I love this kind of like haunted, spooky book. Um, Shirley Jackson's *The Haunting of Hill House* yeah. is, of course, a classic, and that's one that, like, I literally was kept up at night. There's a scene in there where there's like banging in the walls while they're in bed, and I remember sitting in my bed, like, reading that, and just, I mean, I was like in my, I was probably 30, right, and just being like, "Holy crap! Like, this is so." I had read it before, but it was so scary. It's so much more disturbing than a movie. You can you can turn oh, yeah. off a movie. You can't like turn off a book. Yeah. So if you want like a classic. The Haunting of Hill House is a great one. Um, my probably favorite, overall favorite book is House of Leaves, mm. which is, uh, you know, it was written like 99, 2000, sort of circulated is this kind of like punk novel. It's very weird. I mean, there's like, there's a very satisfying core story about this house where if you measure it on the outside, it's smaller than if you measure the dimensions on the inside. Like if you measure across the house inside, it's bigger than if you measure across on the outside. There's doors where you open them and they should go to the outside, but they actually go to some other place. Mm. And you go outside and there's nothing there. Uh, and there's a really amazing core story of that. And there's kind of in the footnotes, two full other novels <laughs> that happen at the same time. Um, so it takes a lot of time, but it's a really amazing experience. It's almost like a video game. Kind of, I mean, it's just so like 90s punk scene, which I was very much into at the time, right? Like I was that person. I was living that kind of life. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't getting tattoos, but I was going to those shows. <laughs> I was hanging with those people and, uh, and kind of living at that time, right? In my like early 20s. It was like, yeah, like this is very much like the era that I came out of. And to see this book where it's like, yes, it like brings me back to the feeling of that place. And it's like terrifying and interesting, but it has a really satisfying end, which a lot of times you don't get with horror. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, and then either everybody's always doomed or like, oh, we have no idea what happened. Like this has an end and it's satisfying and it's good. Oh, the, the most disturbing movie I think we've ever seen. Was that Chesapeake Bay one? Oh my God, the Bay! Let me just just because yes, I'll forget no, if we don't. That's so go important. There, right? Everyone should watch this movie. The Bay Holy is crap. the movie. Holy crap! It's so disturbing. Good. It's so good, and it's like I think you can watch it for free on either Netflix or Amazon Prime. The Bay. It's so good. Oh my! It's God. like a monster infestation movie. But it is so well done. And it, I mean, it helps that it's local to us, I guess. But oh it's God, just it's generally like really best, good. One of the best movies of that genre Oof. where it's not gory, is not super violent. It's I mean, like it's nature disturbing. messing with us. Nature taking it's it back. So good. Na nature revenging. For sure. Kind of, right? Yes. Everyone should watch that movie. Oof. And That's then, so and then good. never go in the water again. That'll be the best. <laughs> the next thing. It'll be Jaws for the 2020s. Yes. 
That's a great Whoa. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, everybody, everybody should watch that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of another one, which now just slipped my mind, but maybe it'll come back before we're done. Um, but on the book side, another one, which maybe you recommended to me was Pen Pal. Was that you that recommended mm-hmm. that to me? No, because I haven't read it. So this was, I think, sort of like House of Leaves, but it's a little newer um, was originally, I think, put together as like blog posts, like it was done online and then turned yeah. into a book um, about this sort of middle school or like early high school boy who starts getting letters from like a pen pal that's assigned to him at school. And it turns like super creepy and like there's all kinds of like mystery and bad stuff going on in the background mm-hmm. um, and it's really scary. It's very creepy. But again, not like, you know, there's not a lot of explicit violence or torture. Like there's, of course, bad stuff that happens in the case of all this stuff. Um, but it's really good. It was it was a thing that was like not initially written as a novel and then got assembled as it a novel. It was blog posts to start with. Yeah, I don't know if it was blog posts or like, I, don't, I think it's like separate from creepypasta, but it's kind of that idea. Yeah. It may have been. I mean, it's really great. Who's that? Twitter account that had that horror story about the child. Oh, Daniel. Dear dear Daniel. Yeah. Right? Uh, he has a terrible Twitter name. What the heck is it? Uh, Don't know. But right. that was a great thread story tale, whatever he had. Right, hang on. Let me pause. Really so good. All right. So it's Dear David, not Dear Daniel. The Twitter account name is Moby underscore dickhead. I knew it was some weird one. Uh, he Adam Ellis is the guy's name, and he's sort of stopped tweeting about it. Though he he's an interesting feed regardless. He does kind of cool comics. Um, but if you scroll back, you know, now probably about a year, yeah, you can find this series of posts. And I would say just like go back to the beginning of the Dear David and uh, and read that. It's, it's like really his, good. His experience with the haunting is very good. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, and if you just Google Dear David, you'll find all kinds of stuff. You'll probably find a thread that, you yeah. know, somebody who's rolled it all up into a single thing. Um, so that's a good... Yeah, that's good spooky stuff. Halloween thing. But without slasherness. Again, I, I mean, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but I but like just having people stabbing each other or slipping and then getting stabbed, or I mean, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's nice that we have kind of the same taste in this where like, we don't really like the torture. We don't like super violence. We just want like spooky stuff, not violent or and gruesome I, stuff. You know, I still cover my face in the movie theater. We we kind of cover each other's face or like we'll we'll like hide I mean, our faces in each other. A in movies. Sad. It's a lot easier to watch on TV because you, you know, you're in your familiar surrounds. You got a dog with you and all that. In the movie theater, ooh, it's a bit scary. And you're like, I do like try not to look with my full eye. <laughs> weirdly like that'll help right at home it's still so <laughs> our tv at home is on one wall sort of opposite from a window and yeah. a lot of times gr dad will watch the movie reflected in the window because it's, it's like somehow, a little less real i know weird i know yeah. it's kind of like covering half my eye yeah for sure but ah uh, it's just weird but anyway yeah so i'm <laughs> i still get scared i guess is really the way to say it and i guess the most appropriate way to end this is that the thing that we watch most often when we're looking uh. for movies <laughs> is the bad ben franchise 
We love you, Nigel Bach. These are micro-budget horror films. Uh, micro-budget My- horror is a great genre. My- micro-budget, like, 120 bucks. Yeah. I mean... Micro. Not Hollywood micro-budget, like, oh, we made it for a million. No, 120 bucks. Yeah. There's this. There's a ton of this stuff on Amazon that you can watch for free yeah. with Prime um, of varying degrees. So uh, the Blackwell Ghost... One, two, and three. Yeah, and there's a four coming. Those are really good. Like that guy went to film school. He also did a film called Raccoon Valley, um, which is very much like kind of an art film. But these are some of them you have to pay for from him. Um, Well worth it. The Blackwell Ghost series is great. Um, And Raccoon Valley by the same director is also really good. Um, These sort of micro budget horror films. Those are sort of the high end. There's one called Leaving DC, which I've watched a bunch of times. Amazon Prime, free. Very micro budget. Holy smokes. He must have spent 50 bucks. He bought a camera and then he edited a movie together. Um, And then the Bad Ben series, Bad Ben 8 or 7 is about to come out. Um, (laughs) It just, it's like self-care for me. Nigel Bach is the filmmaker and he has done amazing things with a cell phone in his house let's be clear by amazing we mean making really terrible movies with bad acting and no plot at all we can't stop watching but i cannot stop watching i have watched watched the original bad ben a hundred times i think when i feel bad i just put it on if they charged us for that movie we'd be poor i should have just bought the movie for like 18 bucks or whatever it costs because I've watched it so many times. It is. There's something so soothing. Like nothing happens. Like furniture moves and he's like, stop that furniture. <laughs> it's it's very good. It's very good. I just, There's a, I love them. It is very good. The acting is terrible. There's no plot. The special effects are terrible. Like you just don't know what's going on. There's not really a climax or an end. Yet I have watched every one of those movies dozens and dozens of times. It's brilliant. I am like I fund a lot of people on Patreon and I am like a platinum level Patreon supporter of Nigel Bach. He's the person I give the most money to every month because I just love everything he Because he just went out and did it. He just does it. It's he just this care. dude he did, with his he's iPhone. Not, he's not like paralyzed by anything. He just does it. Yeah. And people are like, oh my God, Nigel, I love your movie. And he's like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> why? why? They're not good movies. So he he knows that he's not making this like great know, thing. But we can't stop watching. They're so it. good. It's a phenomenon. So for a really good time on Halloween, and by that I mean perplexing yet entertaining, uh, watch the full Bad Ben series. Bad yeah. Ben, Steelmanville Road. Bad Ben 3, the end of the trilogy, except it's not. The making of Bad Ben, uh, Bad Moon, the Bad Ben, the Crescent, Crescent Moon Clown, Bad Men, the Mandala Effect. Mandala Effect. Bad Men, the Way In. And then 7. And then Bad Ben 7, uh, the, the Haunted r- Highway, coming out on Thursday, October. Oh, no, Wednesday, October 30th. Dad and I are already planning popcorn and pizza in front of the TV to watch it as soon as it's released tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you have a full evening of. I mean, in case you couldn't tell, we're kind of like in the Blair Witch genre, yes. right? That that kind of found footage, you know, not overly rehearsed, not too much dialogue, a little oh, mysterious. Yeah. There's a bunch of movies in that genre, 
And we have seen probably all of them. I saw The Blair Witch. I mean, I've always liked horror movies, like, since I was a little, little kid. The Blair Witch came out, I want to say, in 99 or 2000. And when it was released, it was it only played in a few theaters in a few cities at midnight. And it was released without credits. Totally under-marketed, not marketed. No, not at all. I mean, there's like, I was living in Chicago. There was one theater in Chicago that had it. And it only played at midnight. There was no opening. There were no credits. It was like the first found footage movie, really. I mean, of that genre. It seemed totally real. It was presented as real. It's like, these are the films that were found from these people. And it's like, you kind of know that it's not that. But there was no title sequence. There was no music. There were no credits at the end. It's just, we found this footage. Here it is pieced together. There was nothing like that out there at the time. And I went to see that movie at midnight, probably the second week it had been released. And saw it in the theater and was totally messed up for like two weeks afterwards. I bet. From the ending, just like my sleep was messed up. Like I was really disturbed. Of course, now there's like, a million movies like Cloverfield's that. Cloverfield's good. Like that's a Cloverfield's that's good. That kind of take on a Godzilla movie or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean Paranormal Activity, great. We've seen all yeah, of those. I yeah, like yeah. all of those. Uh, but the Blair Witch Project, it's just so hard now to be like. I mean, it makes me feel like an old person to be like, you don't understand how revolutionary. It no, was now at it's the time. made fun of, right? When they're like, yeah. oh, I'm so terrified, and everyone's like, ha 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 ha, because it's like Instagram and it's Snapchat and it's like everyone doing their selfies. They didn't have that back then. No, it was uh, it was quite an experience to just yeah. be like, it just ends with this dude in the corner doing the thing. Yeah, standing in the corner, and then it's terrifying. over. It's terrifying. Terrifying. So if you have not watched the Blair Witch, pretend that everything is like Friday the Thirteenth, and then this comes out because uh, that's really what it was. Yeah, you know, yeah, Chucky and Friday is... the Thirteenth, and yeah. Night- you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then you get this thing with like three random people in the woods. Totally um, unproduced and, and not slick. Yeah. So that, you know, that I think is part of why I love looking at this micro budget horror movies, which you can get on Amazon Prime. Like these people just making stuff and like, it's not always that great, but a lot of times there's something really interesting. And like with Bad Ben, I don't know that there's something interesting from that perspective, but it's really kind of funny and it's interesting. And this guy's, we like the guy. So it's a likable guy and it's comforting and it's familiar and it's kind of repetitive. It's not upsetting. It's, it's very so soothing. nice. And nothing <laughs> super terrible will happen. Yeah, yeah. That's, there's something to be said for nothing super terrible is going to happen. Yes. Uh, so there you go. There's like books and movies and all kinds of stuff to do for spooky Halloween. Yeah. If you listen to all this, it'll be past Halloween. So oh maybe, God. you know, play it at 1.5 speed. This may be like our longest podcast we've ever recorded. OMG. Well, I mean, spooky Halloween is very important to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have a good spooky Halloween. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all you guys. I hope you get lots of candy or lots of booze or have a really good time spooking people out. Or tricks or treats or all of the above both haunted steps yeah all right well until next week don't bite anyone unless they ask you to and even then don't do it with the bangs that's like draws blood 